Hi, Sarah. Hello, Dr. Toyer. Yeah, so nice to meet you here. Sarah, you are a very successful businesswoman since 18 years in China. Mm, please tell us a little bit more how you got into business in first place. Okay. Um, after I got my master's degree in communication and media in one of the most prestigious uh, uh, academy in China, I applied a job and joined uh, Ogui and Mesur, uh, belongs to WPP Group, which is one of the largest uh, marketing communication and advertising group uh, around the globe. I started my job as a very junior strategic planner, which is being responsible to assist senior planners to serve our clients. Uh, I mean, big brands, big international brands like Shiseido, Japanese brand, skincare, and uh, automobile, like German car brand Aldi, and then the other big tech brand. By that time, it was IBM, Cisco, and also very short time on Google. I worked in Ogui in Beijing for around eight years. And then I was headhunted to McEricsson, which is required that I relocated from Beijing to Shanghai. And then in McEricsson, I was serving the clients like General Motors, Cadillac, uh, Buick, so all car industry. And then I worked in advertising industry for eight years. And then by the time uh, I was thinking, uh, okay, in, in our field as a female, actually we have, uh, we have uh, the, the situation, which is that for female, you have glass ceiling for career which means when you got into certain certain position, uh, it's very difficult for women to break the ceiling, uh, which means all my bosses are either Westerner white male uh, or just males. So it's very difficult for female to really got to the top position. Uh, and then by that time, I had the opportunity to think about to start my own business. And then I did. And yeah, then my first, uh, uh, first idea or first business is to distribute a Spanish brand, uh, brought it to Chinese market. Uh, that's how I started. Okay, great. So before getting more into uh, details about uh, doing business in China, uh, let's share some of your ideas how it, what it was in the beginning to work with Westerners together in a company who had to uh, work and live in China. So what were your experiences? When I worked in Ogwe, uh, it was a 
it was a large company, like only headquarters in Beijing. We had more than 1,000 employees. And then my, uh, the, the department I work, I work is called strategic planning. My boss was an Australian guy uh, and then later a Hong Kongese guy. And then my colleagues, I had India colleagues, Taiwanese, American, German, Japanese, British, uh, male and female. Um, it's very open. It's very open culture, very diverse. And we have a lot of cross-cultural interactions or engagement. Uh, but all my uh, colleagues uh, were, most of them were educated abroad. So we shared some common values, which are quite individualistic, individualistic based. Uh, free freedom uh, and uh, independent. So Sarah, after you had started your own business, you had to work with many different Western business people. And I know that sometimes you were astonished actually how little they know about uh, Chinese business culture. So give our audience some ideas about the Chinese business culture and how much it has changed over the last decade and uh, maybe main differences to what you can find in Western countries. Okay, um, I, would, I would like to say that the first, uh, the first I was very often uh, surprised is that how little they know about China, Chinese market. Uh, and then the second is how little they know about Chinese culture. So when it comes to the first point, Chinese market, uh, normally we see that China is not Shanghai, Beijing, Guangzhou, Shenzhen. Those, what do we call cosmopolitan cities or mega cities, where they have more than, you know, like Shanghai has around 25 million population. And you can compare with uh, New York, uh, but they don't represent the true China. So like in China, we have a tier city, city tier system. So we have like a Shanghai, Beijing, Guangzhou as before us, first tier city, now we call them mega city. It's really huge city, uh, very advanced economic development and a lot of mobility and also big population. And then we have second tier, third tier, fourth tier. Second tier is the capital city of each province. And then the third tier city is go further to smaller cities under in the province, but not capital city. And then you also have the fourth tier city. For example, like I grew up in a typical fourth tier city and that city has around 1 million population, which is big, but economic wise, we can see that it may be 10 years behind Shanghai or even more. Like uh, then the gap between a uh, big city or richer city or first tier city 
with fourth, uh, third city really huge. And that's something uh, when, that's something when like Westerners come to China, they don't see and they don't know. If they don't have a first-hand experience, then it's very difficult for them to imagine that Shanghai is not China. Sarah, uh, I think we could use the term uh, digital economy. So when we talk about China, uh, uh, this country is in that regard very advanced. Can you tell us something about this digital economy and about uh, consumer behavior in China? Okay. Um... Uh, when we talk about digital, I will also mention a little bit uh, uh, briefly about uh, retailing structure in China. Uh, so offline retailing structure in China is so different from Western, from United States, from Europe. Like in Western, in United States, in Europe, you have big centralized supermarket chain. Like in Germany, you have LD, you have Lidl. In United States, you have Walmart. But in China, you don't have such nationwide centralized kind of dominating powerful uh, supermarket chain. So that have big implication or impact on how business strategy uh, should be be made for Chinese market. And then the second point is, yes, you know, when China has not well established the offline retail structure, we skip it and jump directly to internet. Uh, it was like 10, 12 years ago when e-commerce really took off in China, when Alibaba started to like first started to similar version to Western eBay.com. And then we had a Taobao and then later on we had uh, Alibaba. I think there is one fact, which is that in China, we have very, we have around 98% of mobile penetration. So which means every 100 people there is only there are only two persons are not on the mobile, and then the rest of the population, no matter uh, how old, no matter senior people, younger people, kids, uh, teenager, uh, twenty something, uh, we all have mobile phones, and we do a lot of things on mobile phone, and even young people normally they have two or three mobile phones. So we do shopping, we do uh, like a food ordering, deliveries, uh, taxi, payment, all of this we do online. So uh, yeah, that's also why like uh, social media, internet, e-commerce is really, really important in China. Okay, so you could also say that you have a kind of digital consumer. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like we call them uh, like a digital native. So, so I think that's a little bit similar, not to the same degree, uh, because in Europe, in Western, you, you also have the first generation of, uh, of digital native. Uh, and in China, we have that too. Uh, yeah, and they, they, they grow up on internet. So they are so used to, they play online games, 
short videos and uh, social in, you know, like doing social, uh, they all are on the mobile phones. Oh, very interesting. So fascinating to listen to you. So summing up this uh, first conversation uh, we have, if there's one advice, uh, if you want, would like to give to a Western business uh, person uh, uh, going to China, which advice would you give? Uh, I would give three suggestions. So the first one is please don't come to China with Western-centered perspective uh, because it won't work. You know, the market is different, consumers are different, behavior different, different culture is not the same, mentality is not the same. So needed to change the perspective more like really China-centered. Yeah, the second point uh, is try to figure out a clearer goal and vision and strategy for Chinese market. You know, if the business really wants to thrive in the Chinese market, then really need to have very clear strategy. And then the third one is, uh, please keep this in mind that China is very fast changing, dynamic, and fast development uh, country. Uh, and uh, we embrace and adapt new technology very quickly. Uh, I think that's not the same speed or same mentality. And that's what Westerners also should keep in mind. Okay, so very fascinating. This is our first conversation and the first insight into China and uh, Chinese business culture. We are already looking forward to seeing you again. So you have a nice afternoon and uh, see you next time. Oh, you too. Thank you, Dr. Hoyer. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.